This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. R&B. That's my R&B shit right there. Little deep breaths. What's up? What's up with the what's up? Let's recap some fights. Uh, What a weekend for fights. A little long last night. Your boy was struggling. I'm a father of two. Yesterday was park day. Tell you what, David Grant lit me a fire under me. That fight was exciting. It was my mortal lock, and uh, but your boy was struggling. Ten o'clock with a six fight main card. It ain't for us old guys. I'll tell you that much. God dang! You know, I was there was a real possibility. I'm like, you know what? Go to sleep, and then like you know, because I was gonna wake, I was gonna fall asleep, and then wake up in the middle of the night, like two, three in the morning, and then just rewatch it, right? But then I'm like, okay, then I'm gonna get tweeted at. Then I'm gonna do this and that. I was like, nah, you're gonna tough it through. Be a man, but man, it was tough. I've been tired all day. I took a long nap. Uh, I don't. I've been tired a lot lately. Hopefully, I'm not getting sick. You know what I mean? I got caught in the rain a few days, a few weeks ago, and I'm just. Hopefully, you know my body's not telling me, "Hey, Brian, you're about to get sick," because that would suck. But uh, no, we're gonna recap Blahovich versus Rakic, and we'll go over everything that happened on this card. Betting recap, your boy's down. Uh, slime ball loss again, 7-7 seven seven on the year. I'm sick to my stomach. Went Hit 2-3 or three again. Jake Hadley could not get it done, probably because I cannot pronounce his name. We'll go over everything. First things first, though. How you doing? Huh? How's the listeners doing? Um, You know, I, I had a comment, a guy commented. Just follow me on his, or excuse me, on Twitter. <sighs> YouTube. There it is. YouTube. And he literally followed me, and then within two minutes, I had 10 comments from him. Just like two-word comments. Intro too long, right? This is from the last pick MJ will lose. Michael Johnson will lose. So-and-so sucks. Like, just 10 comments. And it's like, <laughs> and I had, I had a fire back on that MJ will lose thing. I said, nah. But my intros are long. I go a little long on the intros. I wanted people to know who I am. Tell you a little bit about my life. Some people hate it. Some people don't. But regardless of the other MMA shows that are out there, the other capper shows, the other shows that talk fighting, talk gambling, whatever, they're way longer than me. This is going to be a tight 40 probably. Other people going hour and a half. Your boy maybe takes the long road sometimes but we get to the point you don't need to hear me talk 40 minutes about one fight that's infuriating so i don't do that but i go a little long you know so uh sorry not sorry sorry fuck you (laughs) no i'm just kidding um no but listen it was it was a good weekend i i had fun with my girls my wife was off yesterday went to the park early uh there's a super cool park right like indiana like right across indiana not right across but you know i go to indiana place my bets every saturday girls came with me went to the park it was very fun my uh my my four going on five she'll be five next month absolutely loves it my little one is my little hazel she's you know 18 months she's i mean the girl's not she's a daredevil she's not afraid of anything my oldest is afraid of everything Little one's not afraid of anything. It's 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 absolutely it's hilarious, is what it is. But no, so uh, yeah, pretty good weekend. You know, some uh, a listener. I should I should shout him out. So I completely forgot I said this on the broadcast, but I, I was saying I was selling some boxing gloves or whatever. 
Jeffrey Running on Twitter. Uh, let me let me get his Twitter handle so you guys can go give him a follow. Seems like a great guy. Cover photo of him and his beautiful family. I love it. Um, yeah, at Jeffrey A Running on Twitter. Go give him a follow. He's like, hey man, I'm I'm interested in those boxing because I post I post that boxing video of me. I was like, oh yeah, cool. I was like, wait, I thought he just meant that he wanted to buy a pair like mine. And I was like, wait, you want to you want to buy these? And I completely forgot that I had mentioned that I'm selling gloves on eBay, but not those gloves. I'm selling the Onyx Sports gloves. And he's like, yeah, done. So he bought them for me. So shout out Jeffrey A. Running. Gave him that nice little MMA Takes listeners discount. Uh, seems like a cool guy. So I got to ship those out to him tomorrow. But uh, yeah, man, that's pretty fucking cool. Go around these eBay dorks and get to a real guy, a real guy who uh, is is going to you know use them. And, uh, you know, kind of kind of cool. That's going to somebody that listens. You know what I mean? I've only literally tried these those Onyx on once. I did a little video about them, hit the back for like two seconds with them. Never really took them out of the house. Never really sparred with them. That was all the plan. But uh, I love my winnings. I love Trevor Whitman, but the winning gloves from Japan are just well, I mean, they're they're unbelievable, and this is again getting the nerd talk that you probably don't give a shit about. You probably don't fucking care. You guys are too cool for it. But if you know boxing equipment, uh, winning gloves are unbelievable. Yeah, pillows on the hands, boys. Um, yeah. So what else we got? Long intro or not? Um, oh, the big news. The big news. Not really that big. So I changed my Twitter handle. It is now Brian Petrie MMA. Um, John Anik and I had a discussion via email and he suggested, listen, man, I think it would be advantageous for us moving forward and whatnot that you change it to that because as opposed to tagging your podcast handle, it'd be nice tagging the person. And he's hundred percent right. Listen, I know reservations about it, whatever. I was Brian Petrie MMA or Petrie MMA million years ago. Um, no one knew me. No one followed me. So it didn't, it didn't really matter. And then I obviously switched to the podcast handle because, you know, that's, you know, I'm representing the podcast. But he's 100% right. I've, I've gotten more followers at a, a more steady clip lately now that I'm using, like, my name. I got to figure out something with the profile picture. It's currently, uh, what is that? It's currently, uh, my boy Jeffrey just sent me his address. Okay, good. Get that out tomorrow. Uh, my profile picture is still the logo of the, the, the podcast, which I want to do, but I also want to do maybe something kind of funny. My wife's a fantastic artist. I have her maybe uh, draw me something up <clears throat> on the iPad. We'll see if it if it comes out pretty good. But uh, yeah, so we're still working on that. But yeah, so Brian Petrie MMA is now the new handle. I'm gonna if I say MMA takes podcast at MMA takes podcast. Um, I apologize, Brian Petrie MMA. Nothing changes. My followers are the same. I'm still following you. It's just if you at me or tag me, that's what it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. For the better, for the long run, um, just because again, it's gonna be like a more personal thing. Now that not that there's a team behind MMA takes, it's just me, Timbo, and, and Christian, but they don't have access to the Twitter. But uh, it, it's I guess it maybe makes people a little more personalized as opposed to like talking to like a podcast name as opposed to individual. Um, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, so I had a, I had a, I switched that up and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So uh, go follow me on there, Brian Peach MMA on Twitter. I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter 24-7. Um, and Instagram's, I think that I'm going to keep it the same. I think I'm going to keep it MMA Takes because that's kind of like, you know, I share a lot of clips. I don't really share personal stuff on that. I have a personal Instagram, which you can go follow. It's like Brian Petrie 14 or something like that. I don't give a shit. You can go follow that and see my cute kids if you want. But um, my Instagram, I think, will stay the same at MMA Takes Podcast because I share a lot of clips from the podcast. So that will probably stay the same. But John Anik with Killer Vice did the podcast today with him. Boy, he was hurting. He was sick. He would say he was thrown out for a couple hours, almost canceled the show. 
uh, but he mustered through, gave out four picks, or I gave four picks with Kenny. We had some tech issues. It was Cody Merrow's birthday. Happy birthday, Cody Merrow. Uh, it was it was a struggle to get through because John was sweating through his shirt. He was wearing one of my shirts that I sent him, Value Boy shirt. Go buy that uh, in the link of my Twitter. Um, and uh, But, yeah, he, the guy was struggling, but he's all class, first-class guy, talented as ever, workhorse, had to get it done, so we got it done. And uh, I don't know if there's anything else, you know. Is there anything else I want to say? Uh, maybe it will bounce back. Maybe we'll have a free-throwing conversation. I want to get this out. The Anakin Florian didn't really get to recap the fight card because they lost some footage from the technical difficulty. So we're going to we're gonna fire this off. I'm getting this out Sunday, and we'll do the full recap. And the recap starts with I went 5-6 and six on my picks. First time all year I went under 500 on my picks. Not happy about that. I only hit one of my locks. I missed when I sent him home. I uh, Ian Kutalaba got his neck taken. I hit my David Grant mortal lock, which I'm very happy about. And then my dog lock, Angela Hill, uh, lost that fight against Vina Jindaroba. So we lost one and three of the locks. Slime ball, two out of three, taking another L, 7-7 seven, seven on the year. David Grant looked fantastic. Michael Johnson looked vintage. Jake Halley, talk of the town, very highly respected. A guy that, you know, I, I had a, I had, I, there was a pause in there, and it's 100% my own fault. I, I, I read the fight wrong. I thought Hadley was going to be able to stop the takedowns. He's good on the ground. I even said I thought he was better on the ground, and Nascimento proved me wrong. So that's 100% read on, a wrong read on my part. Shame on you, Brian. Two or three again, sickening that we missed it. Seven out of seven, seven to seven on the year. We're 500 in the year. Got one more card this week coming up, which I'm already fucking balls deep in. And um, we are uh, hopefully going to end the because we, we get a week break before the big pay-per-view. Or no, no, no. no. We get a week break and then uh, Memorial Day weekend we're off. The, the, the UFC is blank. And then we got a fight night. Then we got the, the big pay-per-view in Singapore. Um <clears throat> so I need to I need to rebound here. That little week break, even though I hate it, even that weekend's gonna be like, oh, I, I'm I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it because it's gonna be a nice little refresher, get me back in the game. You know, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever they say. I'm not even burnt out. I just I'm just getting going. However, we're down 0.67 units, 67 bucks. I would have had a horrible night if uh, Petroski didn't hit me. Petroski. Uh, nailed it on the on the the first fight of the night. He's a huge underdog, which I kind of read that fight perfectly. I did not know if he was. I did not think he was going to submit Maximoff, but I did think that if he had cardio, he was better everywhere than Maximoff was. And uh, I, I, you know, it was too quick to say, but I, I still think if Petrovsky again, if his cardio would have held up, it would have been more of the same. He was just a step ahead on the ground. He's more explosive, better wrestler, whatnot. So I hit on that. Tyra I missed by this. Uh, excuse me, by submission. So fucking close getting a submission. He was so close. I thought I was counting the money. If those two would have hit, because I went hot, I went, I didn't go as heavy on Petrovsky as I should have, but I went heavy on Tyro uh, by submission. And um, if that would have hit, man, I would, I would probably been up on the night. I mean, I did take some L's earlier in the night, but or later in the night, but I think I would have probably had a winning night. Uh, I think I did the math yesterday when, when I thought he was going to submit him, and I was like, oh, I'm already got a winning night. It's already won after the second fight, but uh, that obviously didn't happen. Angela Hill, I missed on my dog lock. Um, yeah, so let's get to the recap. Jan Blahovich. Oh, real quick. I know this sucks because I, I just was about to do the recap, and everyone's here for that. I did a rant last week about how I don't take medicine or whatever, 
and Christian and I were talking and, and Christian just was like, Hey man, you can take this, this It's not good. It's not bad for your liver. And, um, I just got the assumption or not the assumption, but when I listened to it back after Christian, had brought that up, I maybe thought I sounded very condescending and maybe like, you know, judgmental people who do take medication. Listen, my mom takes medication. My wife takes pops pills, uh, of, uh, Excedrin every time she gets a headache or whatever. If you if you take medicine for any ailment or whatever it is, I do not look down on you whatsoever. I did not to me mean to be judgmental or condescending. I'm just a complete fucking psychopath. My my family, uh, my dad's side of the family. My dad died of a drug overdose. He was an opioid opioid uh, supporter. He hurt his knee and then he fucking just got addicted to the pain pills. Both my sisters have had really bad drug problems their whole life. So. I have just been terrified to take anything that I could get used to, get accustomed to, um, whether it be pain pills, whether it be ibuprofen every day, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I did not mean to be judgmental or like I'm talking down on people who, who take an Advil every day because they fucking need it. Some people do need that. Shit, I could probably benefit taking something every day because I got, you know, basically a broken foot and I get headaches all the time. Not all the time, but, you know, I get headaches. But so, again, I listened to it back. I felt like maybe I was being a little bit judgmental on people that do take that, maybe looking down on you. Absolutely not. My entire family, you know, I'm the crazy one. I'm the fucking weird one that doesn't take these things. You know, I, I am just worried that I won't have a control. I have a control issue, even if it's just like something like Tylenol or Advil or ibuprofen. I, I'm just, that's something that's concerning to me just because of my family. And again, I'm the weird one. So I apologize if it, if it seemed like I was coming off a little condescending and a little like talking down to people who take medicine or whatever. That's not it at all. So I apologize for that. If I, if I, if it, you know, I don't apologize often on this podcast. Usually whatever I say, I mean, and, and whatever. But for people that listen to that, that thought maybe I was a little judgmental, um, I'm extremely sorry. I did not mean to come off that way. <clears throat> when I listen to it back, I can see how some people maybe thought that way. Um, no one really kind of gave me shot or gave me shit about it, but I just self-analyzing myself, I listened back and I, and I thought maybe that someone could interpret that way and absolutely not. You know what I mean? I, I, I support, uh, you know, if you're a good person and you're healthy or whatever, you need to take something, take it. You know what I mean? I, I'm not opposed to that at all. So, uh, again, I'm the weird one. I apologize. All right, let's get to the fight. Jan Blachowicz was asking a Rockage. I had Rockage here. I did not have a bet on him. I, I knew I did. It was a parlay that already blew up. It was kind of a Hail Mary parlay. He was going to be the last leg of it, but like leg two, three, and four just blew up in my face, so it didn't really matter. Anyway, um, you know, listen, this was the yawn that we want to see. This is the yawn that came out aggressive, got a cut pretty early. I mean, basically as early as you can get in a fight, and it was a pretty nasty spot. He's going to have to have surgery to kind of heal that up. That could have spilled into his eye, could have went nasty. Um, but he looked good in the first round. He checked a lot of leg kicks. He threw some leg kicks that bothered Rockage. And, uh, you know, he's landing his strikes. He was aggressive, and, and, and he took some shots as well. He took them well. Rockets doesn't have the best hands, in my opinion. His hands actually look pretty good in this fight. He looked aggressive. His volume was up. Um, I thought it was going to be more of the wrestling in the second round that won Rockets this fight, and it was. He took Jan down, roped his legs up, you know, and, and just held him there. Jan didn't really do much and, and didn't expose anything and just lost that round. Came out in the third round, and, and Jokic blew his fucking knee out in this horrible seen on the replay non-contact knee injury and you just see the ligament just go on his leg in the replay it's brutal he said he hurt it three weeks ago oh it's terrible but you know i I, it was a competitive fight i had obviously one one going to the third and i thought that uh, yawn was trending in the right direction he did not look tired in that third round he was landing the better clip on the feet um, he was chewing up Rockets' legs. Rockets just was switching stances. Um, Rockets had a path to victory if he would have kept taking Yon down in that you know 
uh, third, fourth, and fifth round, but I think Jan was wise to it, you know, because Rockets tried to take him down in the first round, and, and he stuffed a lot of those stuff uh, takedowns. So, listen, this is the Blahovich we want. I doubt him. I picked against him because he's 39, and he's coming off an ugly loss, but he hired a sports psychologist, and she apparently is amazing, and I think you need that sometimes, man. I think you need to sit down and talk to somebody, and they get your mind right. I mean, you're a, you're a former world champion, why did that fight go that way? You know, and, and so many, there's so many people in the world who might not be able to really self-analyze themselves. And even if you are, you might not see the things that other people can see. So I think that's awesome that he did that. But Jan gets a four uh, and then Rockets gets a three. It was a very competitive fight. I was enjoying it. Hates to see Rockets blew his knee out like that, man. That's fucking tough to see. Tough to see. But uh, he'll be back. You know, he's 14 months off. Now he's going to probably look at another, like, maybe year layoff. That's kind of rough, but he's young enough now to get that shit fixed, <clears throat> come back. And, uh, you know, he's 14-3, he's young guy. But um, I felt like even if he beat Jan, I don't know if a title shot was in his near future. Maybe uh, maybe they would have threw him in there. But he was, he's was he been a little inactive. I think maybe one more fight, maybe with Jamal Hill or something, could have got him there. But uh, now he's just got to come back, win a couple fights, and he's, he's going to be right there. But uh, sucks to see someone go down like that. Excited to see Jan. I think Jan deserves a title shot of a winner of Yuri and Glover. Now, if you got to imagine the Yuri-Glover fights could have been an absolute fucking bloodbath. You know, Yuri is a wild man who punches trees every day. He's going to at least cut, hurt Glover, even if Glover takes him down and chokes him out. It's going to be a fucking war, that fight. Uh, so I feel like some guys, th- those guys, especially Glover being 40 and, and Yuri not being the most active guy, I think they're going to need to take a little break. Jan just fought. They're fighting next month. I could see Jan Jamal Hill, Jan Paul Craig, um, t- to see who gets the winner of that, just to buy that champion some time. But it, 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 listen, if, those, if, if Yuri goes out there and sleeps him in a second and goes, fuck it, let's go, Jan. You know, and if Jan's ready, I know he's getting eye surgery. I can see that in the fall. I think Jan deserves the title shot. Lost the t- defended it against Izzy, lost it in a very bad performance, just won this fight where he showed some heart, showed some toughness, 39 years old, had a huge Polish support in the crowd, which I did not see happening. Why wouldn't you give it to him? You know, Jan's one of the good guys. He seems like a good dude. And, uh, yeah, I picked opposite. I thought, I thought Rackers was going to wrestle, but, man, that, that, that knee stuff, man, that, that, that trips me out. I had it one time. You know, when I was younger, I used to <laughs> – embarrassing to admit when i was younger i used to like we used to do like front yard backyard wrestling like just really stupid like we never had a ring and never got hardcore just me and my buddies when we were like 10 or 11 years old just to get physical with each, with each other it was just it was it was harmless it wasn't real but i used to be obsessed with this ace bandage that my mom had for her wrist it was a white one and you put it on and it, you know your thumb came out it covered your fingers and it just it was like it was like you know supported your wrist a little bit and I used to wear that when I would back at wrestle. And I was obsessed with like wearing it. And I wanted to wear it to school and shit. And my mom's like, no, you're not wearing that unless you're injured. So then like I was like, well, why can't I be injured? Like my wrist hurts. And she goes, no, it doesn't. <laughs> like you're full of shit. Stop. And so uh, I, I had a phase. It was weird that like when I was like 10 or 11, I wanted to wear these things. I want to have a cast. Like I want to have a cat. You know what I mean? Now that I'm getting older, I'm fucking deathly afraid of getting hurt. Cause it's like, Oh God, I got to miss work. You know how I'm going to take care of my kids and blah, 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 blah. So I was at work one day. This is probably a couple years ago. And guys that listen to this from work are going to be rolling their eyes. Cause they've heard this story 1500 times because it lives with me. I make a turn right to close a door. And my feet are planted into my truck and I just turn up my hips 
to close the door where my hand got like caught on the door. So it wasn't like a more like of a turn and then like all of a sudden my knee turned out and it was the loudest pop I've ever had in my knee. My knees never popped before. It popped and it was like instant pain, like zero to hundred pain. And I went, oh my God. And I sat there for a second, like literally my whole body went numb. I was like, did I just fucking blow my knee out shutting this door? Right. You know what I mean? I didn't. Everything was fine. My knee just popped. I'm good. This was years ago. Everything's fine. But there was a split second where like literally surgery, me being out, flashed between my eyes, and it was fucking horrible. So when you're 30, I was 33 at that point. When you're 33 and 10, 10, you want to be hurt so you can wear an ace band. It's 33, I'd do anything not to get hurt. And I just feel for Alexander Rocket blowing his knee up. Ryan Spanvers, Ian Kutalaba. This fight surprised me a little bit. I'm not going to walk this one back. Um, Span looked great. I, I had a read that Kutalaba was going to be better on the ground. Kutalaba landed like what? Like six takedowns within two minutes. Um, I didn't like Kutalaba, obviously, on the feet. He's a wild man, but Span does hit hard. But man, Span has that guillotine choke. I completely overlooked that. Um, this is a fight I'll probably get wrong. Ten, ten times out of ten, I, I probably would never see the span side. It's so easy to sit here Monday morning quarterback and go, oh, yeah, dude, span was a side whatever. But I, I, w- I don't think I'd ever see it that way. You know what I mean? I just I, I have a weird mental block of Ryan Span. Um, huge for the division and uh, has a sick guillotine. That thing was tight, does long arms. And uh, look, big power as well. It just the fight IQ needs to get there, and and the mental needs to be there. And I think he could be something special. Um, but I just I've never seen it that way. And Kutalaba, I don't think is incredibly special, but I do think that he is uh, strong and good on the ground. And and listen, he took Span down, went mount right away, and then Span just kept getting up. Span has been working on his skills. Shout out my guy Timbo, one of the sharpest guys I know. He texted me. I think it must have been Friday morning or something, where he said, "Hey, I like Span by submission." It was like eight to one, nine to one. And I was like, nah, I like Kutalaba by submission, which was 11 to one. And he goes, oh, I mean, that's, that's good value. But basically telling me, Hey buddy, go fuck yourself. Right. So I did play Kutalaba. It was 11 to one by submission. I figured he would pound span out and then maybe catch a neck or something. Cause Ryan just got submitted, but Timbo cracked. I think it was a end up being eight. I, I don't, I want to cheap. I don't want to cheap him. I think it was eight to one. It could have been nine to one. Either way, Timbo hit that. Because he's a fucking sharp, and he predicted it a couple days out. Like, listen, Ryan Span, he's got that gilly. And if Kutalaba comes in fucking sloppy, and that's exactly what happened. That thing looked death. Kutalaba tapped quickly. Span, big, tall, long guy. Uh, he gets a three, and Kutalaba gets a one. I'm a little hard on Ryan Span. I don't know why. What did he do to me? Why don't I like love this kid? It was good size, uh, good record, been around forever. How how old is he? It really doesn't matter at 205 at this point. So he's 30. He's young as shit. What, what is my problem with Ryan Spann? Ryan Spann, you might need to just fly to Cincinnati Ohio and kick my ass because I just, I just I don't know if I'm ever going to pick you, and I don't know what I'm missing. You know what I mean? You've had some good performances. You've had some bad performances, but that's fucking everybody in MMA. I'm going to have to really think about Ryan Spann and why the hell I'm hating on him so much. I don't know. What the hell? Did he fuck my wife? What is going on? Ryan, did you fuck my wife? Um, Davey Grant versus Lewis Smoka. One of the fights that I know, Chikagin and Rebos got, Hibuff got the fight of the night. I think this was the fight of the night. Lewis Smoka showed toughness. I didn't know he had. Davey Grant looked great in the first round. Hurt uh, him in the first round. Lewis Smoka rebounded. Came out good in the, the second round. In the third round when they grappled, second round when they grappled too, but the third round looked like when, when Smoker was pressing, it looked like he was he was just he he had enough. Like, you know, he he 
you know, he, he was about done. Right. And then, you know, he got clipped and then he got put down and then just finished on the ground. And, uh, Davey's good, man. This is a guy, again, he was on the Ryan span treatment, you know, a while ago, I put a lot of my reputation online against Davey Grant and he's made me eat my words. And now I'm on the Davey train, baby. I'm not backing up. I think this guy is, is good on the ground. I think he is good size for 135. I think people forget that he is pretty big for that. I know Louis Smoker has fought at 125, but he is a good size dude. Throws heavy shots, cardio good, chin good. Um, I think maybe needs to conserve a little bit more energy going forward because he did slow down that second round, but then caught up, caught his his third win, second win, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I give I give uh, David Grant a four and Louis Smoko two. Smoko just basically on heart or whatever. Guy hasn't had the easiest UFC run, seventeen and nine. He's good on the ground, but I didn't see him winning this. Someone tweeted at me, and this is how competitive I am. Uh, I believe it was my guy Jerry Harper on Twitter. He said that Ian Parker liked Louis Smoka. And Ian Parker's a sharp guy, you know, and he doesn't pick many underdogs. Ian Parker doesn't. He's 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 a chalk boy. I mean, I I I would love to say that to him. He's not a huge underdog chaser. He's not a value boy for sure. He's he's definitely like a chalk play in a parlay is what he likes. But he went out on Smoko, who was my what was he plus uh, where are we at here plus two thirty, which is a good size underdog, and I just didn't see it. I made obviously David Grant my motor lock, so in the back of my head, I'm like, I gotta be right on this one because Ian Parker, who's a sharp guy, is taking Smolka. He must see something in the value of the dog there, which I didn't. I didn't see a ton of people taking Smolka either, but yeah, David Grant was my motor lock, the only lock I won in the night. Um, I won a little bit of money on him finishing. I didn't play him straight besides in the parlay, but I did have him a little money finishing, which I should have put way more money in the stock than that. I probably should have because I was like, you know what? Me and Ian Parker, head to head. Let's fucking go. Um, but yeah, I didn't put, uh, you know, he was in my slime ball. So uh, the anchor of my slime ball, which he won, which I was happy about, but the slime ball has already lost. Kevin Shikagian versus Amanda Hebos. I thought Hebos won this fight. No money. Hebos was my pick. She was my underdog pick. I did have her in that parlay with Rackix that got blown up. So, again, when this fight happened, had no money in it. Not green color glasses. I thought Hebos won's round, one's round one. And, well, here we go. One round one and one round two. Two was very close. I thought Chikagian won round three. Um, entertaining fight. Competitive fight. Hebos. Caitlin showed she has no power because he boss has no chin and he boss is finding up a weight and Caitlin, who was a good size 125 or couldn't take out he boss who doesn't have a chin at 115. So both these women prove that he boss can't really take a shot because she did get maybe stunned or buzzed by Chikagin and Chikagin just doesn't have power. Um, Chikagin gets a two. He boss gets a two again. I lo- I like the fight. Didn't love it. I thought he boss won. Christian and I had a little debate back and forth over this. There's some things that are true in this world. Death taxes and Caitlin Chikagan winning a decision, man. And it's true. You don't go up to the window betting against Chikagan thinking you're going to fucking win some money. You just don't. And uh, I didn't put money where my mouth is. You know, Christian kind of scared me off a little bit because that guy's a fucking sharp too. But, you know, he's very confident in Chikagan. And I was pretty confident he bought. It's not confident enough, to, I guess, to put my money on it. So I'm a little bitch. But uh, confident enough to like really kind of have a debate with them in the in the chat and uh, yeah man, Chikagin squeaked this out and again maybe it's my pride maybe I got to rewatch this one back. I just thought Heboss had two rounds there. Second round was close. She definitely won the first round. She had a tremendous amount of top control. Chikagin's punches weren't doing anything. Second round Heboss, I thought forward pressure got to take down again. Not as much ground control. Still got to take down. Was pressing forward. Very close round. In the second round, I think Chikagin. 
Uh, I think they grappled a little bit. She ended up getting a takedown, right? Am I remembering right? But I thought Chikagian won the second, third round. Excuse me. Comes out as the second round. It was a split decision. One judge had it the way I saw it. But, you know, it is what it is. It's an MMA. No robbery to be had. Um, just wish he boss would have won that. So I can have told Christian like, yeah, I can have told you so. But then I couldn't because I didn't have money on he boss besides in a parlay that had already lost. So I'm glad my guy who had Chikagian straight up, hopefully it was a big bet. I don't remember if he shared that ticket or not. Um, hopefully it's a big bet for him, uh, won that money. So I am happy for my guy, right? If I had no blood in the game, whatever he, he was the right guy, but man, yeah, I just thought he boss won that. Um, and now Torres versus Frank Camacho. I had Torres by KO here. This again, I had a good little number on this. I just thought Camacho a little bit older, switching camps, looking leaned out. It just defense is just still such a problem. And Torres is long, good puncher. I, uh, I had the, I was literally going, am I going to go towards by Kale? I'm going to go under one and a half. Didn't know how I want to play it. I ended up going towards by Kale for like 50 bucks or whatever. Nice little, nice little comeback there. Kind of, again, stop the bleeding because I had already lost, uh, I had already lost on the night. But uh, yeah, listen, I, you know, Torres gets a, what, what did I give him? Torres gets a three and, and Camacho gets one. Camacho just has a defensive liability problem. He looked good in the beginning. He took some good shots, but you can't take too many. And Torres is coming. But, and then Torres only gets a three. Look good. Look like a killer, look like a finisher. But he did look like he was slowing down a little bit. Frank Camacho is kind of a punching bag. I don't know how high Torres a ceiling is going to be I know that's back-to-back pretty good knockouts off the contender series now as UFC debut they can feed him some fun 55ers right 55ers is loaded with a bunch of strikers but cardio and pacing is something that I'm going to be a little worried about with Torres I mean Camacho was a really good opponent for him um but yeah I I was all over Torres there um I I, I almost made him my moral lock I almost put him in a slime ball parlay However, I just was like, he's a he's a UFC debutante. But that didn't stop me from putting fucking Jake Hadley in the goddamn slime ball parlay, which is next. Alan Nascimento versus Jake Hadley. This fight was so aggravating to me. Hadley gets a one. Nascimento gets a three. Man, um, I almost just played this. The fight goes to the decision in the slime ball. I don't, I don't fucking do props with money line. You guys know that. Christian's been hounding on me forever, but I got to change something up. So this was the fight where... I was most confident it was going to go to the decision. I thought Hadley was going to be able to control the stand-up, stop the takedowns, and land his takedowns. And Nascimento is very good on the ground. He's hard to get out of there. He's a tough dude. Comes from a good camp. Had no idea he dyed his hair blonde. That's a complete oversight on my part. You know, always bet on blonde, baby. Um, and Hadley, though, he just, when he got taken down on the ground, besides that Oma Plata attempt in the first round, he was happy to play guard. He didn't really urgent to get up. And I know Nascimento is very heavy on top. I saw some times where, you know, Hadley shifted his hips and was putting his feet on Nascimento's hips. But it just, he didn't explode. He's afraid almost, right? He's so worried. He was so worried about chokes and everything like that that he wasn't afraid to explode. Or he's too afraid to explode. And you're just losing time and losing time. And then when he would grapple Nascimento and he got on top, you know, he got his back for a brief period of time. He got, you know, possibly an arm triangle choke. He lost position. Like Nascimento was better on the ground. So I completely had this fight wrong. I literally made a joke about it. I said, I can't believe I'm picking the Englishman who's to be better on the ground than the Brazilian. And I was wrong. Nascimento was better on the ground. Um, and uh, I, I hardly looked light years ahead in the stand-up, though. Nascimento threw some flashy stuff, some jumping stuff. 
Hadley's hands look fast, crisp, but you know, once he got a hold of him, he has no takedown offense, which was surprising to me. And then just didn't really have an answer off his back. I didn't think he was going to submit not submit off his back, but I also didn't think he was going to take down. I thought he was going to control the takedowns here. So a complete misread by me. Um, disappointed on Jake Hadley's performance. I, I think that he got exposed a little bit. He's a young fighter, though. He's 25, 26, 8 no, 8 and 1 now. Fought a guy who's got, you know, twice, three times the amount of fights he does. Um, so it's not the end of the world. It's the end of the world for me because Jake Hadley's dead to me. You know what I mean? Like I ain't play, I ain't playing that guy forever. That's a, that's fade city for a while, but um, <clears throat> but no, like he, uh, you know, Nascimento is is a durable dude. He, he can do that to a lot of people. Interesting guy, and that's something I flirted with too. I had it. I went back and watched the podcast to make sure I said this. This was a fight I struggled with initially. Twitter. Guys really like Hadley. I liked Hadley on tape, and I just I was surprised. You know, so this is just a complete misread by me. Slime ball parlay this week. I can't blame anybody else but myself. I can't blame anybody but myself this week. I'm the one, or any week. I'm the one making picks. But Jake Hadley's dead to me. So we'll, we'll move forward. <clears throat> Vivian Andrew versus Andrew Lee. Good fight here. Andrew Lee. Oh boy, 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 boy! So the fight was good. It was, it was highly contested. She almost finished Andrew in the in the first round, and then just couldn't stop the takedowns. And then Andrew, you know, it was they slugged it on the feet, and then but Andrew Lee just could not stop the takedowns. That's the fight, right? I had Andrew win in this fight. It wasn't you know first round almost finished, and then she battled back. Durable, tough. Uh, they both get a three. Uh, Angela or excuse me, Andrea Lee's cornerman Tony Kelly. Who I've known for a little bit. I don't know him personally, but I know he's been around forever. At Louisiana Legend, he gets a negative $50 million. So he said some shit in the corner that I don't get down with. He said, that's what they do. They are dirty Brazilians. They fucking cheat. Because apparently there was a thumb in the eye or something like that. So he came out and said, hey, cancel culture. That's what it is. Woke culture. I'm not racist. It's the woke culture. Let me, let me just stop you right there, bud. Okay. I'm not a cancel culture guy either. I love stand-up comedy. I love all comedies. I love when people push the envelope with jokes or whatever. But this is 2022. Even if this was 1992, even if it was 1972, telling a whole country, a whole race of people, a whole people from a country that they're dirty Brazilians. Imagine if you got called a dirty American, right? You would flip your shit, right? This is the same guy that had a big problem wearing masks on the plane. He drove to Vegas instead of flying because of the mask thing, right? Imagine someone called you dirty or called your mom dirty or called anybody dirty. You literally singled out an entire nation, entire race of people. And then you said, oh, it's just cancel culture. No, dude, that's fucking racist. You can't do that. You can't do that in any time period. Cancel culture or not, that's bullshit. Um, and you know, I just, you know, he says he in the moment, whatever I get it. You know, you say things in the moment, but you shouldn't say that. Listen, I can be madder than ever. And I'll never say something like that. You know what I mean? I've been getting plenty mad. I've get pretty mad. and I've never said anything like that. Um, that's just, you don't, people who have that in them say that people who don't have them don't say that you don't black out and just say racist things and then come back and go, Oh my God, what happened? What did I say? You just don't do that. That's within you. That's you as a person. And don't blame it on cancel culture. Man up and say, listen, I said some shit because my lady was fighting and I feel bad. Wouldn't it make it right? Absolutely not. But it's way easier than, than blaming cancel culture or woke culture instead of holding accountability for yourself. That's a big thing with me. You got to hold accountability. If you fuck up, say, hey, I fucked up. Chin up, I fucked up. 
There's a million excuses in the world that we all use, that we all heard over and over again. But guess what? When you fuck up, man up, be a goddamn man and say, hey, I fucked up. We'll make it right. No, but at least you own it and be like, I'm going to try to get better because that doesn't fly, dude. That's not cool. I hope Yanaz, uh, excuse me, Yanez, Adrian Yanez, who is matched up with Tony Kelly next month, knocks the shit out of him because that's just not uncalled for, not cool, don't like it, and uh, go fuck yourself. All right, next up, Michael Johnson versus Alan Patrick. MJ's back, baby. MJ's back. He gets a four. Alan Patrick gets a one. Listen, Dye your hair blonde's cool. Dying the, the goatee and stuff, that's proven to lose, man. Can't be dying the goatee and shit, Patrick. Uh, first round, typical Michael Johnson came out fast. He looked incredibly fast in there. Got a little worried. He got wobbled a few times. There was like a spinning back fist that wobbled, and he was shot for a takedown, and then kind of a left hand or right hand that clipped him and, and kind of stutter-stepped him as well. A little worried about the chin there, but he's been off for a little bit. Maybe it took him a little bit of time. It wasn't like he got dropped and was in big trouble, but he did get wobbled. Um, but he rallied back and he's got so so much power and he's really good in that pocket. You know, you, you keep him in that pocket, he'll find that chin eventually. And that's what happened in the second round. He came out, had one of the best sprawls I've ever seen. I mean, I know Patrick shot from far out, but Michael Johnson's feet and just how fast he was, was it was a fast shot, even though it was far out. And uh, he just stuffed it. And then, you know, minutes later, just fucking left hand right up. Right hand finished on the ground beautifully. Michael Johnson gets a four. I'm excited to see this kid back. Listen, there's memes out there. <laughs> Someone said, Michael Johnson's the type of dude that would beat uh, Charles Oliveira and then get 30-26 by Roxanne Manafari, which is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. I should have shared that. I saw it on Reddit. But very funny. Uh, the kid has all the talent in the world. It's just, it's between his ears, man. It's between his ears. He's got to get focused. He's got to get right. He's super athletic. He does have a wrestling background. His hands are devastating. He's got wins over Tony Ferguson and knockout wins over Dustin Poirier. Like, you know, he gave Nate Diaz a good fight. He gave Justin Gaethje a good fight in his debut. Like, this kid has it. It's just, again, he's been in there with Khabib, which wasn't really a close fight. He did he did crack Khabib, but, um, you know, he's he's one of those guys that's ultra-talented, you know, and, and he just needs to find it. He's young enough now that he could have a real career resurgence. He's just got to get that mental under control and, uh, He's special, dude. He's a special guy. I'm glad I took a chance on him in a parlay, uh, slime ball parlay. A lot of people were like, are you taking Michael Johnson because of the inconsistency? They all know he has it. We all know he has a fucking talent. It's the inconsistency. They're like, you're really taking Michael Johnson? What the fuck? Are you nuts? And uh, he paid out, man. He paid out. I wish I would have taken him any other way. I wouldn't be lying if I said I wasn't nervous for the fight because Alan Patrick's a guy who's tricky. You can get some takedowns and stuff. It's long, you know, decent record. But, yeah, Michael Johnson, big, big power. All right, Vindra Jandaroba versus Angela Hill. Hill's my dog lock, you know. Uh, she fought valiantly here. Jandaroba's just a beast on the ground. Angela Hill, I thought, would do a little more in the clinch. The clinch was actually kind of a wash. She landed some knees. There was no elbows in the clinch. Jandaroba really strong with her takedowns. Angela Hill stuffed some good ones, but later in the fight just, could not stuff him uh, and then just got caught on the uh, off the back. Her jiu-jitsu game's getting better. I just wish she would clean up the wrestling game just a little bit more. It's obviously has improved a lot, but, uh, you know, Jandaroba got her. I just saw Angela Hill. My read was Angela Hill was going to beat her in the clinch, and the clinch was kind of a wash. She landed some good knees, but so did Jandaroba, and there was, like, no elbows to be had, and Jandaroba got some takedowns off the clinch as well. Tashua Tyra versus Carlos Cannonario. Uh, I love me some Tyra, man. This kid is special. You know, by the way, Jandaroba got a three. And um and Angela Hill got a two. Tyra, Tashu Tyra got a four and uh, Carlos Canelo gets a three. Canelario, tough as they come, got put in some horrible positions. And Tyra is slick on the ground. One thing I love about this kid, he's 22 years old. 
and nothing bothered them, bothered them in there. When they're on the ground, their legs are getting tangled up, and Ken Laudio's fighting for it. And, you know, there's a chance where he's going to give up, lose up back control, Tyra that was. He just readjusted his body triangle. Calm as a fucking daisy, babe. Just calm every day in the park. Just, you know, just readjust and gets his position back. And that is something that I like seeing in a 22-year-old. He's 11-0. I want to see him progress more with more submissions. His triangle is good. That's his move, and so is the re-naked choke. He had both opportunities on Carlos Candelaria to get those. Could not. The triangle especially was deep, but I feel like Tessura made a few mistakes. He was trying to readjust the head and the arm, loosen the legs up. Cantillera got out. Cantillera is a tough guy. That's why he got a three because he survived all these. But um, Tyra, I think, needs to tighten up some of those killer moves, maybe add head and arm, maybe add a really killer guillotine as well. He's big for 125. I don't know how long he's going to be at 125, but if he is, he's going to be a problem because he's huge. His striking looked pretty good. His striking defense, which was a problem for me coming in, looked like it held up where. Ken Hilario, though, isn't like, you know, he's a good guy, but he's not great anywhere. I, I really want to see what they do with Tyra. I'm very excited to see a Japanese fighter that's going to be, in my opinion, going to be a high-ranked guy eventually one of these days. He's 22 years old, 125-pound division. I think he maybe will end up being at 135 eventually. Um, but I'm all in that Tassura Tyree gets a four. And the only five-star, the only five-star man in the entire car, boys. I'm a five-star man! Andre Petroski. Man, save my night, really. I'm down on the night. But if I didn't hit this little number here, big number with a little play. And a fight that I read pretty good, I mean, there was a... My guy, Jesse Alonzo, I think was really on Nick Maximoff here and him and I, you know, I think he wanted to bet me or something like that. I think I, that slipped through the cracks. I should have betted him. But listen, this is this is not the how I saw the fight going down. Maximoff's very good. And I'm still high on Maximoff. I think he's going to be a problem for a lot of guys at 185. My problem was he's 8-0 and he's getting the Diaz bump. And he came in here at minus 380. I think the number ended up dropping down below 300. But he was at one point almost a 4-1 to favorite. Petrovsky is a very good grappler coming from a very good camp. They're undefeated this year. My only reservation with him is the cardio, right? He's got to be able to keep a pace. The minute Maximov shot a single, and I saw Petrovsky switch to the back and just scramble with them and then lock up that choke, which Maximov, for some reason, didn't really fight the hands, thought he was safe. That's kind of Petrovsky's move. And then when Petrovsky rolled, it was a matter of time before he was unconscious. Not really sure why Maximoff slipped there and didn't fight the hands. But I have seen to see that happening. I saw the fight going longer, and I saw Petrovsky winning the fight and just winning these exchanges as long as his cardio was there. And I felt like it was. He came in great shape. He came in confident. Apparently, he said he asked for Maximoff. Maximoff says cap. He didn't ask for me either way. I like Petrovsky. stand-up is still obviously a work in progress, but his ground game is very, very good. He had a very good call-out over Jaron Merskart. Um, that's another one of the best ground games in the division. Uh, I would love to see that fight later down the road. Maximoff, my opinion for Maximoff, get back in there quick. You got choked out, didn't tap, you wake up, go back to the drawing board, you get in there quick. I like this kid's potential still. He's 8-1. and one. He's with a camp that are a bunch of dogs. And I think that, you know, this is just a, a minor slip-up. He got caught with, with something that he probably should have defended a lot harder, a lot better. Um, but, yeah, it feels good to read this one. I, I, I This was a line play for me and also just a stylistically matchup play as well. Not sure why Petrovsky was sitting that high. So, wish I would have hammered it more. Wish I would have put my dick on the table, balls on the table, and say, all in, baby. I did not. But, uh, 
Yeah, intriguing fight, man. What a way to start tonight. So that is UFC Vegas 54. Where are we at? 43 minutes. Damn, I said a tight 40. Um, I apologize. I was going to recap the, uh, or not recap, preview the fight that's coming up this weekend. There will be a pick em this this week from your boy. Uh, Holly Holm versus uh, Caitlin Vera. I gave four picks out on the Anakin Florian, which is out now. They put it out early. A little technical difficulty, so there's not like a it's not like a deep, deep episode, but you got the Ray Longo minute. You got me and Kenny. Johnny was sick, so John Anik was still he's still fucking John Anik, but he was he, he you know he's fighting it, baby. He's fighting Jordan Flu game. All right, that's it. Follow me on all social media at Brian Peachy MMA. That's the new handle, baby. Not all not all social media. I, I, take two, take two, take two. Sorry. Follow me on Twitter at Brian Peachy MMA on Twitter. That's my preferred social media platform. I absolutely love Twitter. Go Elon Musk and uh, MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube and IG. Hit that subscribe button, baby. We got videos coming out, and I love you, and I love you, and I love you. Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? I say let her dance. Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.